Okay, sorry. I'm going to start us off with a short reading from the big book, and then we'll go from there. So this is chap this is page 30, chapter three, more about alcoholism. Most of us have been unwilling to admit we were real alcoholics. No person likes to think he is bodily and mentally different from his fellows. Therefore, it is not surprising that our drinking careers have been characterized by countless vain attempts to prove we could drink like other people. The idea that somehow, someday, he will control and enjoy his drinking is the great obsession of every abnormal drinker. The persistence of this illusion is astonishing. Many pursue it into the gates of insanity or death. That's it. Well, thanks, Nina. Nice to see you and everyone else. Uh, of course, <laughs> more about alcoholism. So more about alcoholism is one of the main persistence of the illusion is that we could, even though life is broadcasting loud and clear, the evidence of, un, of our unmanageability, we believe if we could only manage better, it all would work out. So uh but what we're going to be speaking about today is um the underlying conditions and causes the drinking and the necessity to stop drinking is essential at the beginning but as we progress it's uh there should be a, a chapter of less about alcoholism in a way and more about the bondage of self so, because obviously the bondage of self has produced a lot of desire to get relief, thinking we're going to get relief from it, but we're actually in the act of being identified as it. So we get, we try to get relief as it, and there's no relief available there. It just causes the solutions that we attempt to find as turn into addictions. Yes. So there you go, because we're not seeing the exact nature of the wrong and the exact nature of the wrong, humbly speaking, is captured on page 64, uh, the third chapter, the third paragraph around just a simple sentence being convinced, which is one of the the main requirements in recovery is reaching certain points where we're convinced. In other words, there's a believing with certainty, uh, being convinced self. Now, what's that, whatever that's going to mean, we'll sort of explore that. But self, standing in and of its on its own, manifested in various ways. So self has manifested in various ways. And in these various ways, it has defeated us through its manifestations. If we're convinced of that, we are now going to look at its common manifestations. And the next paragraph starts with resentment. So if you follow the simple logic of the diagnosis, it is not, it's not us as the problem, it's self as the problem. Yeah. Now, self is imposing itself on us through this act of being identified as self. And therefore, basically, we're very, very unclear about what's our manifestations and what's self's manifestations. And we're basically calling self's manifestations, at least on this common level, 
Uh, we're calling resentments ours, fear ours, harm does to other people in the pursuit of what we want ours. And in this is the act of bondage of self because we're bound to the manifestations of self and we're calling them our own, which is just going to lead to more bondage because we're never going to see clearly something that's foreign to us is defeating us. Yeah, that's that's basically what we're offering here. Uh, because my experience and when and the the relief that ensued from this experience a long time ago was going over that sentence on page 64, because I had a privilege of leading people in fourth step workshops. And so I was looking at how it works quite a lot. And this one night reading through that sentence again, I saw self as foreign to me, yes? Or as a parasitical movement. It didn't matter how I envisioned it, as long as I, I was seeing as other than me, yes? That was the that was the important point. You can call it a demonic possession. You can call it whatever you like. Just hopefully you don't call it you. Yeah. So when I saw it as something foreign to me, right at that next moment, the possibility of being free became available to be free of it. Yeah, from it, not as it. And then I had a very short history uh, scan of my life since I was about six on. And I could see that most of my life was depicted by the futility of self trying to get out of self. Yeah. I was identified as the problem and I wanted to get out of the problem as the problem, which is the bigger problem, yes? And it's difficult to see until you do. And then when you do, it makes complete sense why all this stuff is said in the book, why the dilemma is powerlessness, why it feels like a self-imposed condition, why we're driven by a hundred forms of something. And it it cast us more as an effect than a cause, yeah? And that's why they use the, the beautiful example of new employer, old employer. Yeah, so it says we have a new employer means we had an old employer, because if it didn't mean that, it would say we have an employer, but because it's a new employer, it's not like the old employer, and the old employer, I feel, could be cast as self, yeah, this idea of self, and that old employer, not being all-powerful, constantly ran into the d dilemma of powerlessness, confusing itself more because it assumed it had power. It assumed it had power to make people do what it wanted. And it gets constantly dumbfounded by it, the, the failing of what it's believing to be true. Yes. And <laughs> and it runs into this, this delusion and the other delusion of if against all evidence that I'm not managerial quality, it will come up with, well, it's, you just got to manage better. <laughs> you're just, you're falling a little behind in your managing skills. So, but no, the fact is we're relying on a failed system. Yeah. What can a failed system show you? It's failed. I hope that's what happens in this program. I hope the program of recovery will show you that what we've been relying on 
quote unquote self is a failed system. Yeah, there's other systems that are available. The one they recommend, they call it the reliance on a higher power. Yeah, so basically, perhaps there's a better way. The one way was trusting the finite self, which brought us into the conditions that seem to be untenable. And now we're in the migration or the movement of moving towards trusting the infinite. Yeah. And basically, what our life is going to look like isn't going to be dependent on us. It's going to be dependent on what we're relying on. Yeah. So if we're relying on self, it looks quite similar when you talk about the strain of self-obsession with alcoholism. We tend to end up at the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. We have a, you can identify someone that's like you because it's not you they're like. It's they have alcoholism and you have alcoholism. Or let's say alcoholism has had you and you can recognize when alcoholism has another. Yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, the knowledge of self is very valuable. Self knowledge avails us nothing, but knowledge of self is incredible extremely valuable because hopefully you'll finally see it as foreign to you and you'll stop calling its re its manifestations yours because that's the bondage of self you know what i mean it's sort of like i'm taking stanley's debts as mine so now i'm bound or i'm bonded or i'm weighed down by stanley's debts why they're not my debts because i keep calling stanley my me so i'm taking on stanley's debts and I'm feeling very weighed down by Stanley's debts. Now, where would there be a freedom in, in that? Having it all freaking work out, that would be great, but maybe seeing it not as your debt, yeah? Maybe it's Stanley's debt, yeah? And therefore, you will lose interest in Stanley's debt. And then now, that same interest and attention that was enslaving you to this idea of Stanley and having so much debt, will enrich your day, it's just that simple, yes? Faith is the same thing they're talking about. It's what it's in that causes its manifestation. So faith in finite self produces an incredible amount of mental and emotional anxiety because it's constantly for. Paul, I'm sorry, Paul, I muted you by mistake. It was. Yeah, yeah. How long have I been muted? <laughs> Days. A minute. <laughs> a minute. <laughs> half a minute. Oh, half a minute. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, it doesn't matter, really. This point's going to get across sooner or later. So this is this is basically. We can go on into the finer details, but what we're uh, offering here and reinforcing with a couple of meetings a week is a diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong. And you can uh, put it to a test through the inventory process. You can do a short inventory, and instead of calling them your resentments, just call them resentments, yeah? And then see that, what has defeated you is not you, but self. And therefore, if it's self and it's not you, the possibility of being free from it is available. And then you'll learn about how that gets hindered or 
muted is this identification of self in the event and the efforting of trying to get out of self. Yes. That's what's happening. There's there's an objectified Paul that I want to get out of as a subjectified Paul. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> That's why they came to that conclusion through observation. It's not in the book, but it's one of the greatest observations of recovery, which is self can't get out of self. Yeah, so that which has defeated you can't stop defeating you. <laughs> you, you, in a certain way, can be free from its defeat, but it's going to not, it can't stop defeating you. Yeah. If you rely on it, you're going to have that, hopefully, that conviction that any life run on its will is going to hardly be a success. Yes, because its will uh, <laughs> is not clear. It's very clear to it. It doesn't seem to be clear to us. Yeah. So a parasite doesn't see everything as a win-win situation. It usually sees a win-lose situation, and it wants to see itself as the winning, and therefore you're going to be seen as the losing. Yeah, And uh, I really believe it has a parasitical movement. It doesn't have a, it's not going to become a service animal, or you're not going to rehab self sufficiently to be free from it. So I hope this, uh, try it on. If you want to take a five-minute inventory later on in the day instead of calling them your resentment because just see how long does a resentment last and how long can a resentment last when it's called mine <laughs> a resentment can be, can be given life for 60 years yeah a resentment on the highway usually is gone at, after two exits yes it just doesn't have that long of a life but if we breathe life into it by claiming it to be ours, it can live for 50 or 60 years. Yes. Same thing with anxiety. Most people, I believe, are making a mistake and they're calling fear or they're actually calling mental anxiety fear, which is different. Yeah. Fear is different than mental anxiety. Fear is an emotion. Sometimes uh, accompanied with a dump of adrenaline of a situation that seems to be uh, threatening and a, a real situation. Mental anxiety is made up. Yes. It has a, it's almost like you're getting electrocuted uh, like 40 or 50 times a day. About I'm going to be destitute. I'm going to not be loved. She's leaving me. All this shit. And because there's so much faith in the thoughts, they can produce effects, yeah? But are those effects caused? No, they're uncaused. They're made up, yeah? You're not destitute. You have a place to live right now, yeah? You're sober right now. So this is the thing. Uh, it'd be nice to be clear about what's going on. I mean, it mimics fear, but it isn't fear. It's anxiety. It's it has a cause, and it resides in the head, obviously. Yet your, your elbow is not worried about getting tennis elbow next week. It isn't. Yeah, it isn't. It's just an elbow. Yeah. 
It's the head that has all these ideas flying around. And this, the idea of self, which it is an idea, to reinforce itself, it obsesses over itself, yeah? And we're extreme versions of that. And what happened to us, the extremity of that self-obsession led to another mutation called alcoholism, yeah? So now we're extremely obsessed with self and we're trying to get relief from that. And then we're pursuing things to get relief from it that only make it worse, yeah? Yeah. Alcoholism could not live without self. It couldn't, yeah? It amplifies what's already there, which is this idea of being a self. And it amplifies not all of the great qualities, but most of the un, uh, uh, unlike qualities. So if you have a, a little bit of a strain of jealousy, if you start drinking, you're on stalking charges in a few weeks, yes? It just has, it amplifies shit. <laughs> <laughs> usually not not for our or others benefit yeah so i mean just see what's happening tell the truth about it yeah do the pros go through the process especially four through nine and uh what will happen you'll lose interest in self and that's the pivot point yeah right around page 63 it says uh you lose interest in self and then you start looking at life or what you can contribute to it instead of take from it. You know, you start having a whole new attitude and outlook. Yes, the old attitude and outlook was an extreme interest in self and your new attitude outlook is based on a lack of interest in self. That's how it goes, yeah. You can't have more interest in something than calling it you. <laughs> That's, you're incredibly interested in self if you're calling it you, really. I mean, how is how is that self going to get out of itself? It's just more of self. So we lose interest in self because you see it, it's not you. Resentments do not thrive in the wild. They don't. When you domesticate them and call them yours, they can live for 50 years. You can you can live on a seeming slight that never actually happened. Haven't you had that experience when you made amends to people and you thought you were like a, a, a crucial turning point in their life? They don't even remember what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you thought it was, you were at the point of destroying them completely. What? They like, who the hell are you? I don't even remember you. <laughs> the, the great importance and relevance of Paul is seemingly mostly irrelevant to everyone else. <laughs> so there is a solution. Seriously. Yeah. So I don't even know what we read. What was that again? <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay. It was more about alcoholism. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, when I when I heard you and I I had I had I think I had I don't even think I had stopped drinking yet, but when I heard you when the words um because I like that line, the persistence of this illusion is astonishing. I just heard the I looked at the illusion as the need to get out as opposed to the actual the drinking part you know what I mean yes yes 
So, um, yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. See, the drinking <laughs> has to stop if you're in a certain condition. But basically, the whole program is about never starting. Yeah. Right. So it was like, I don't have to listen to the thing that says I have to drink. So, you know what I mean? The whole thing fell apart. That's right. See, if you can't stop drinking, then you've got to have a lot of skillful means. You're going to have to lie a lot. You're going to have to be in it. There's so much energy is going to go into denying your present tense condition. It's going to be exhausting. Yes. But so it keeps you very, very busy. That's why it has to stop because you're not going to be able to see the underlying conditions when the surface conditions are demanding every bit of your denying or disassociating or distracting from. Yeah. So we have to have some kind of sanity concerning that. And then we have the ability to recover. We're not recovering from drinking. We're recovering from the underlying causes and conditions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice little whatever. That was yeah. that was that was Jess's uh, entrance. Oh. <laughs> so we have a hand up. Um, are you ready, Jimmy? Yeah. Do you want to come in and ask your question? That's a great question. We really, yeah. Can you unmute? He's unmuted, but we can't hear him. So we can't hear you. Okay. Uh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Do you believe fear can be unreal too? I believe the one who thinks they're having the fear is unreal. Yeah. But I would say fear is a is an event that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen fear without us in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I would see, I would more look at the reality of the us in that case, because it's usually a bunch of me's, which is the identification as self. Yes. So, no, I think it's latently there and then it gets triggered by situations in life if the head gets the key to that triggering it's gonna trigger the feeling of fear but through mental anxiety yes yeah but if you've ever been in a very fearful situation like, like i uh was in the ocean and uh, a great white showed up uh there was so much adrenaline released in my body unbelievable yeah that very rarely ever happened with mental anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Never happened, actually. But the, I, I tried to swim as fast as I could, and I realized, uh, <laughs> you ever have that dream where you really need to be moving fast, but you're moving like molasses? I was having that dream in the water off the coast of Australia. <laughs> so, yeah. I think re fear is as real as you are, so to speak. Yes. 
Yeah. So if you lose interest in your reality, you'll probably lose interest in the reality of fear. Yeah. Thanks. And we also have Warren. Yes, Warren. How are you? Good. How are you, Paul? Yeah. Remember, this is just one member sharing. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wasn't a shiny penny from the beginning. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I've been trying, I think I, well, with mental anxiety and uh, jealousy and stuff like that that arises in the self, I've kind of been using that as an identification of like, you know, I've had a hard time of not realizing I've fallen back into the self, but I'm using those as kind of the smell, if that makes sense. Yeah. Of the thief, so yeah. to, you know, so to say. Yeah. Like the, the thief, the thief and the policeman wear the same undershorts, I guess. <laughs> Is that okay? To, you know, good way to look at it, maybe. I mean, guess if it works, huh? Yes, I feel whatever's working. It's just, it's not so much the formula; it's the effect. So, whatever's working right now for you, yeah, allow it to work. Yeah. And also, I, I'm. I'm new to AA, uh, but uh, I'm looking at the fourth step. I was just wondering what what exactly that entails from your perspective. I mean, just writing down the, the inventory, going from there. One thing I'd, I'd uh, suggest is you find someone in your area that can help you along with uh, the steps, yes? But yeah. the fourth yeah. step is... The, is uh, the, it's the introductory inventory as put in the big book, yeah? Of looking at the common manifestations of what has defeated us, which is deemed self. And so the three things you uh, inventory are resentment, fear. Usually you'll find that there's no reason to have the fear and that's mental anxiety, yeah? Yes, yeah, so... It's a usually presented, and I like, if you're interested, I think you can go on uh, the internet and look up Joe and Charlie of AA. They used to put out uh, big book seminars that were very illuminating concerning the steps. And they even have printouts of how to, you can use for the inventory process, four column inventory. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was their names again? Joe, Joe and Charlie? Charlie. Joe and Charlie. Okay, thank you. Hey, hey, yeah, check them out. Awesome. Thank you They're, so much, Paul, for everything. Excellent. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. And uh, they go, uh, they do a very good riff on the fourth step. Yeah, but I would, it would be very good to have someone going with you along the process that has been in the process, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll start. I've been looking around a little bit for a possible sponsor. We'll see what yeah. happens. So appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Right, yeah. Thanks, Warren. Okay, Sally. Hi. Hello. Hi. Sally. Yeah, I can't see whether I'm muted or not without my glasses, but anyway, I think I am. Um, yeah, it's partly just I wanted to share something. Like, I'm in a um, clinic at the moment, and um, it's kind of for orthopedic stuff. But the thing is, it's also in Germany where I live. But the thing is, is I can't be Sally here, right? Because I can't, I don't, I, I can't speak very well. 
I mean, I can speak well enough to be here, but I can't make normal conversation. And at first it was a nightmare. And then suddenly in the last couple of days, I thought there's so much freedom in not being able to be Sally. And just being just anonymous and just going through this program, they've got a structure, everything's nice and tidy. It's totally different from my normal life. And it's just given me an insight on what that feels like. Like I can feel my whole stress level has gone down. Like I sit with these people at dinner time. We don't really say anything. I mean, I try and be polite and join in a bit. And at first that was very uncomfortable. And then I thought, why don't I just not worry about being Sally anymore? Like I don't have to have a personality. I don't have to make people laugh. I don't have to do all those things that I try so hard to do or try and be this or try and be that. And it's such a relief. And so I thought, right, that gives me an idea of what this is we're talking about. I don't, and also like they, they asked, they said I was going to have to leave if I carried on sort of acting out, it's a bit embarrassing, but, um, <laughs> and I was incensed. And then I suddenly thought, he's just telling me I have to behave like everybody else. And like, nobody's done that to me for a long time. And then I suddenly had this amazing lightness the whole weekend after it. Like I was totally shocked. And then I was so light afterwards because I thought I'm going to go back there. I'm going to conform to the program because it's fantastic. And I don't have to do the stuff I normally do. Great. Yeah. I would call that a possibility that's now uh, been seen that, uh, it's manifesting. Yeah, this is the demonstration of perhaps there's a better way. Yeah. Yeah, this like is, it's, and it's good to honor it. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. What I feared is actually like I don't like I always have to be this special thing, like as an artist and everything else. And my worst fear has been that I couldn't be that. And now I can't be. And it's it's what I've been looking for. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. This is exactly, this is uh, an, an illustration of a Zen bitch slap. Yeah. The things that you thought were impossible not to do are quite possible not to do. Yes? Yeah. It's, the eyes are just refreshed because they see anew, yeah? They're so tired of looking through the same bifocals. They've just gotten into a rut of the same old, same old. It's nice when you take those old glasses off and you see anew, yeah? And then uh, the possibility of you doing something different is readily available, yeah? And you being okay if you don't do something different, readily available. Yeah. It's not an either or this or that. There's a there's a a permission that hasn't been earned or achieved. Yeah. It's just been given. And I think it was given a long time ago. We just didn't take it. Yeah. Because of this obsession. Now you can take it. I mean, Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, I like to call them possibilities. And when I saw uh, that I was not this idea, it opened up a lot of possibilities. Yeah. And a lot of them have came, you know, gave fruit, left, whatever. Yeah. There's, uh, It's a slavery, really. The bondage of self is a slavery, yeah? Because there's there's other possibilities that seem impossible when there's a bondage of self, yeah? Now, the hope is that self is going to open up those possibilities, but it's the bondage of self that's making them impossible, seemingly, yeah? So you you get this rude awakening that it's never going to happen with you. You're not going to do it. Yeah. And there's a, there's an admittance of complete defeat in a sense, and there's the victory. Yeah. And so now you admit you're un, you know, you're not managerial quality. And then you have the eyes to see something doing through us, what we couldn't do for ourselves over and over and over again. I mean, I had it on a huge stage, which was getting struck sober. I mean, it was so freaking obvious uh, that no human power could get me sober, the state, my mother, whatever, but something got me sober. Yes? So there you go. No human power, yet something got me sober. So, yeah. <laughs> and it, it affected a change in the most influential condition of my life, which was active addiction changed everything yeah i mean how hard is it to follow that cue <laughs> you know and then realize wow something can do for us what we can't do for ourselves let's expand on what i can't do for myself <laughs> you know there's tons of possibilities there yes yeah and then when things work out really well there won't be an ownership of it. There'll be a gratitude for it. Yes. So you'll walk around light, even when it gets really big and great. You'll still be traveling lighter because you know you're not the source. You're not the cause. You're an effect of something. Yeah. The sail does not get the boat to the shore. It's the wind. Yeah. To me, the wind is faith. The two sails are trusting finite self or trusting the infinite. There's a wind in our lives. We're existing now. There's faith in our lives, not a faith of a religion, but faith as a force. And that faith is being directed by something. I've seen what faith can do directed by self. I see it. And I keep seeing it in our community. Yeah, and I've also witnessed what it looks like when faith is put into the higher power. Yeah. Now, as a humble consumer, I'm going for the latter. <laughs> yeah. It's just a win-win, not win-lose. It's, you know, I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay because you're not okay. Yeah. I'm okay. You're okay. Things. It's just a whole different way. That's why I love AA. They always use the word new. 
They don't say revised, rehabbed, renovated. It's a new attitude and a new outlook, a new freedom and a new happiness. Like nothing you knew before, a happiness and a freedom that passeth your old understanding. Yeah, your old understanding can't get it. It can't. That's why we need to recover. And this is the, this system of community helps us recover and stay recovered. Yeah? From a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Emphasizing the seemingly. It was appearing to be true to us, and now it's not appearing to be true to us. Yeah? So, there has to be an old employer. The old employer was self. We use that terminology. I more see it as an activity of selfing, but let's call it self, all right? So it's an easier picture to draw. It's hard to, to, to capture an activity. Let's just call it self, all right? So self is what has defeated us. That's what it says. Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. In the English language, us and self mean two different things. They do not mean the same thing. Self isn't a singular and we're this collective of self called us. No, it's not. Self is a singular thing that affected a collective, which is us. And in its influence, we have been defeated by its manifestations. Yeah? Being convinced of that, we're going to look at its common manifestation, meaning selves, and resentment is the first inventory. So I do not believe it's clear direction when you keep calling them your resentments. I don't. I think the diagnosis is very clear there that there are manifestations of self in one's life. Yeah? They're not yours. Now, you can have tons of other ideas and opinions about it, but this is a basic difference. Yeah? Are the resentments yours or are they resentments? Are they produced by a way of looking at life called self-centeredness? Yes. Or are they yours? Yeah. That you're producing them. Are you seeing resentments by the glasses you're wearing? Do the glasses represent your eyes? No. The eyes are looking through the pair of glasses. Can the pair of glasses be taken off? Yes, they can. Will I keep seeing? Yes, you will. What will that scene be called? Anew. You'll be seeing anew. You won't be looking the same old way through the same old glasses. Yes? But they'll be seeing no matter what. But now you're not seeing through the glasses. You're seeing the glasses you used to see through. And you're telling the truth about them. Yeah? And when, as soon as you realize they're not your glasses. You lose interest in the glasses and you gain interest in seeing, you know? Yeah, not a manufactured form of looking called self-centeredness, but seeing, being conscious or aware of, yeah? Yeah. 
That is the better way. Trust in the infinite. How do you how do you trust the infinite by not trusting finite self? That's how it works. You can't trust the infinite at finite self. That would just be more trusting finite self. Yes. How does it look when you're trusting the infinite? It looks like you're not listening to your head. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Describe what it looks like trusting the infinite. It is like, no, it looks exactly like this. You're not fucking listening to the head. You're hearing it, but you're not listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> not with effort. You've lost interest. You know the loop. You know the tape. You've heard it millions of times. Yeah. You better be worried. <laughs> Whatever. All the same shit. You've lost interest in it. Uh well, what does it look like trusting the, the infinite? Losing interest in self. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I want to see heaven. No. Take a look at hell. Yeah, Then you'll be in heaven. <laughs> you'll be looking at hell from heaven. You're never going to see heaven. <laughs> you're going to see you're not in hell. That's great. That's heaven, really. <laughs> Uh, try to say it thousands of ways just to hopefully communicate a relief yeah that doesn't it's not understood it's definitely not understood yeah yeah so there is so much I mean this way of life is incredible yeah I just feel there could be some clarification about the exact nature of the wrong. Because how I heard about doing inventories was these were my resentments, my fears. And I feel like that same information and the way it's held is passed on. And I'm not I'm not in agreement with it, to tell you the truth. And I'm a member of AA and I, you know, we talk about experience, strength, and hope, but after 35 years, you can have opinions also. And my opinion is. Uh, there's something amiss in the communication of the inventory process. Yeah, simple as that. So, because I feel if you see uh, the inventory process from this view, you're going to outgrow what you call fear. Yeah, and I see a lot of people with a lot of time who are still ridden with anxiety. I don't want that. Yeah, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. I don't want to be a master of how to deal with mental anxiety. I don't want to have any. <laughs> that's, that's the, I think we can outgrow the conditions that are enviable for that mental anxiety. Sort of like changing an acidic pH to an alkaline pH. What thrives in an acidic setting does not thrive in an alkaline setting. Yeah, You want to kick a lot of shit out of the acidic setting while being the acidic setting. It doesn't work. But if there's a change and you get turned into an alkaline condition, those things just don't like to grow there. Resentments don't grow well in that new condition. They don't. Yeah. Fear, which is mental anxiety, literally, in most cases, just doesn't grow there. Yeah. Because you're, you're on the pulse of actually what's happening. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching right now, you're like fully engaged and you've lost the mental engagement with what's not happening. It's still going on, but now it's like a comedy show 
instead of CNN news flashes. Yeah, there's a lot of it's rife with irony and satire and sarcasm up there. It's great. <laughs> Keeps you amused most of the day. So, <laughs> but it's not like the it's not like the the decision table. You know, <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see people travel lighter. It's a humble thing. And uh, I feel this is what allowed it to stabilize here, where really the problem doesn't exist today for me. It doesn't. Not like it was a heroic, Herculean thing. It isn't. I just saw I'm not the problem. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't exist as me today. <laughs> i've been taken over by a flu but i didn't call myself the flu for the rest of my life <laughs> after its effects dimmed down i didn't the flu seemed to be unimportant to me it was only when it was causing effects that were causing discomfort yeah <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So I think you can learn a lot about self, but self knowledge will value nothing. Chew on that one. You can learn a lot about self, but self knowledge will value nothing. So any knowledge claimed by self isn't going to go where you want it to go. But there's a knowledge about that. And that movement is of self. And you have a knowledge of that movement now. You know what the head does. It claims whatever it's brought into contact with. Yeah? To reinforce its story of self-centeredness. That's what it does. Mechanical. Yeah? So you may be amazed, but you're not surprised anymore because that's what it does. Yeah? Yeah? So when you're feeling great, it says you probably won't be tomorrow. When you're feeling bad, it says it's the beginning of a lifelong depression. That's how it goes. <laughs> you want to listen to it? Great. Go ahead. <laughs> you want to have faith in it? Fantastic. Go ahead. It's the greatest teacher of all. The failed system is going to fail you miserably. It is. Hallelujah. This is just the easier, softer way. But if you need a good old ass kicking, just go out there and try to promote your agenda. <laughs> See if everyone pays attention and stands at attention when you walk by. <laughs> Don't they know who I am? Yes, they do. They know exactly what you are. You're a fucking old addict. <laughs> <laughs> that can't get away with half the shit because you needed to be a new, a young addict to get away with most of the shit I was doing. <laughs> An old addict would have fucking, <laughs> it would have, <laughs> my batting average would be very low trying to convince others to do what I wanted to do at the age 70. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to the person in the next room at this at the senior center. 
<laughs> I want, can you give me that strawberry jello? Probably not. <laughs> Don't you see I want it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I want it too. Yeah, it's, so I'm happy to be here. Any other questions, Nia? Yeah, we have a couple more questions. So uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Goran? Goran. It's, uh, it's Yaran on in Yaran. Swedish, but it, yeah, but it's hard to say for an Englishman. So it's it's understandable. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Thanks to see you. Yeah, Yaran, Yaran. But that's quite good. Quite good. Uh, I have a question, Paul. It's like for several years, like. Um, I did the steps and I had a spiritual awakening during doing the steps, but it seems like, as I said in an early meeting I was on that, that it's like, now it seems like I'm, I'm in a position of neutrality. Like I've lost interest in a lot of stuff, you know, it's like, okay. I was, I was really doing the meditation and the evening reviews, everything like, and always, to be spiritual later on, you know, and and uh, and also I was thinking I, I've listened to you many years, and I it's like this I I I, I don't uh, there is no one having it's like you talked about not identifying with the fear or the resentment it's not mine, but it seems like now it's not it's not mine, but it, there is no me who has it it seems like the me has disappeared. And yeah. uh, you could say like in Sweden, you say like it to be, to say that someone is stupid, you say that, yeah, the lights are on, but nobody's home. And that's how it feels, you know, the lights are on, but there is no one home here, you know, it's, yeah. it seems like he's gone. And uh, I'm thinking what it says that, that in, in the big book, in, in the doctor's opinion, it says we'll rest as, uh, irritable and discontent and, and when we drink again we get the ease and comfort but my life has much more ease and comfort now since just a couple of last years it's yeah. just and it's, it's spot on when you say it's like lost interest I'm not that interested it's yeah. like com coming to this meeting hanging out I like it. It's nice. It's like, yeah, it's uh, well spent time and, and uh, it's easy and nice, you know. So it's, um, well, it's those great, are all good. Those are all great expressions of the, uh, the effects of trusting the infinite. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, these that's it's it's like music to my ears. Yes, this is how it it goes. One thing uh, is or sort of excludes a lot of stuff. So if you try to go to get those things through that one door, it doesn't lead to that. Yeah, when you don't go through that door, there's a lot of other possibilities. Yes, so mm. basically when you when it this idea hits you it reverberates and what you're saying is a typical uh condition that becomes the norm mm. the normal condition now which is content and satisfied uh pretty chilled out 
I just had a, I had a just, uh, people wanted me to do this meeting in this San Francisco and uh, they sent me a weird thing like I had already done it and everything. And I said, wait a minute, I moved like a tortoise. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really <laughs> that interested in it right now to do another talk in the city. Yeah, it's just obvious. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just, yeah. Uh, I see this as common effects of mo a lot of people I know who have entertained these ideas and the, the spectrum of interest and attention shifts and what mm. they used to think they were interested in and the emphasis was really they. Mm. So the interest was really being used to strengthen an identity now they're not interested in those things which weakens the whole sense of identity yeah because you mm. thought you are like you are what you like to do but you're not <laughs> this is the whole thing so yeah i'm happy you share but uh uh yeah it's a nice uh it's a nice condition i feel i had i had a sponsor for several years and and it's like we we split it up a, a few maybe a year ago and and he was like you need to write inventory two hours a day and you need to do this and that and and it's like but i couldn't do it anymore you know it it has yeah, yeah it, it's it's a done deal you know and and it's like i don't need to believe in anything it's like for me when, when the big book talk about the god consciousness i think this is what what's happening is the god consciousness yes and it's yeah. like yeah how could it be something else like as you said before the the spirituality it's like yeah this is the spirituality and it seems like everything has shifted but nothing has shifted it's like this, this has always been what it's been yes but anyway there's a, a totally difference anyway you understand? I... Yes. Yeah, because you're giving everything all the meaning it has. So if you change, the meaning everything has changes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you, Yaron. Don't worry. Yeah. Great to be here, Paul, and and thank you for doing this. And uh, I'm happy to be in in the meeting. Oh, and fantastic. I will join join well, further. Yeah, I'm happy to see you, and you know. Someone, the same thing could occur, and yet they're very, very busy and they do a lot. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, no. How it expresses itself is not the path. Yeah. It's an expression. You're, mm. Where you're at is expressing. It's not, the way, it's not the way you get to where you're at. Where you're at is expressing. Yeah. Mm. So, or, mm. In your exp in the expression called Euron, it sounds like the expression called Paul. So I'm very mm. familiar with what you're saying because that's how, sort of how it went, where mm. the loss of interest uh, was very, very clearly like when, when you were slicing a piece of bread. It was very clear when it came to spiritual seeking that I lost all interest in mm. what I mm. thought was the realm of spirituality. Yeah, yeah, just lost it. And uh, that felt to be, that was an incredible relief. So I didn't, it was, I lost 
interest in the in that which thought it needed to be liberated. Yes. Mm, so I was mm. liberated from the need to be liberated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a, I've been liberated from the need to be awake. I've been liberated from the need to this and that. Yes, it's just, uh, and uh, it's holding steady for many, many years. And so to me, I call it the last answer in time. And uh, I think when this misidentification is put to rest, you see it. It doesn't mean the head doesn't present it anymore. It keeps mm. presenting it. You just don't. It's like it's 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 introducing and and uh, presenting the glove, but the hand, even in the glove, doesn't take itself to be the glove. Yes, it's mm. just yeah. a clarity or a knowing. I'm not that. Yeah. That's that allows a traveling lighter through all the surface stuff that's going to happen. Yes. So there you go. But I do not believe. Uh, the traveling lighter is based on mastering the surface. I think it comes from the knowing underneath, yeah, of what we are by seeing what we're not, yeah? Mm -hmm. You ever have this, we talk about it, the, if you don't mind, uh, yeah. not directed just at you, Yaron, but we're talking about it at the other meetings where there's certain forms of knowledge that aren't like other forms of knowledge, like studying and trying to you know figure something out yes or but a knowledge that's already there sort of like you know when you ride when you learn how to ride a bike then 20 years later you get on the bike you remember how to ride the bike yeah 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 so there's sort of certain knowledges and so let's say the knowledge that you have a place to live is so strong that when you go to work, you don't have to chant, I have a house, I have a house, I have a house. You just know it doesn't come up. You're going to work doesn't change the fact that you have a place to live, yes? Yeah. And if you stay over time, it's not gonna be more dangerous to forgetting you have a place to live just because you're at work longer. Or if the work is in Europe and the distance is gonna make it easier to, to to uh, forget that knowledge, you have a place to live. It doesn't work. The knowledge is there, yes? So that knowledge is there and it's not learned. Therefore, it's not forgotten either. It's not remembered, it's not forget. It's not like a rote knowledge, like you memorize it. It's a sense of what we are. Let's call it spirit, yeah, in recovery. So you have a sense of that spiritual condition Mm. Well, there's experiences of all these other conditions, but that sense, there's a knowing there, yeah, that affords you a traveling lighter while you're at work, while you're here, while you're mm. doing there, yeah? So I, we had an example of it very clearly. I ended up in Turkey. I was in a, going around the world. I, you know, I used to live in Australia. I started off from Sydney and I was, I end up in Turkey and then I end up in a rug emporium. And when we went in the rug emporium, they gave us apple juice or Turkish coffee. And then they presented this incredible oriental rugs, you know, spinning them for hours. But I didn't have a house. I didn't have a floor, F-L-O-O-R, yeah? So that knowledge prevented any buying of any rug. 
I could have been there for four weeks. I wasn't going to buy a rug because I knew I didn't have any place to put it. Yes, this knowledge was rock solid. Yeah. And so when they told me, hey, we can fold it up so you can put it in your backpack. I'm saying I'm not going to Thailand with an oriental rug in my backpack. You know what I mean? It was just absurd. I could have sat there till the cows came home. I wasn't buying a rug. This is sort of like this knowledge after a while. Yes. The knowledge is there and it brings an immunity to that which you used to be affected by. Yeah? It brings you an immunity, a built-in immunity. It's not like you're applying anything. It's there. And now you have an immunity to a lot of shit you used to fall into. Yes? It's like being a professor of holes and the, the, that knowledge is keeping you from falling into holes. To me, that's a knowledge. And this is the knowledge we're speaking of here. Yes? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Mm. It comes from being a spirit's condition. Not trying to have knowledge about spirit as a physical, mental condition, but being a spirit's condition. Exactly. That knowledge. That's, that's the knowledge we're speaking of. And mm. it's readily available because when you lose interest in self, there's going to be a gaining interest in something. And uh, I can imagine it's going to be that which is, which is this I am or spirit. And that's going to be allow an immunity to things that used to really cause a lot of havoc in your life, a, a lot. So, yeah. And then you'll see thoughts as thoughts, not as yours. Feelings as feelings, not as yours. Problems as problems, not as yours. Yes. Yes. So, all right. Thank you. Thank Any you, Paul. Paul, do you, have, do you have time for one more? Yeah, sure. Okay, Natalie, come on in. Hi, hi, Paul, everyone. Um, hi, I've been on here a few times, just kind of listening and all, but um, I had, uh, I was going to say something and then I kind of forgotten, which happens a lot. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think what it was, was I'm going through the steps again. I just kind of felt like maybe I would do that. I don't know where that came from, but I decided to ask this person I know and um, we did one, two, and three. And then when it came time to write the fourth step, um, I was kind of thinking about it because I don't really have those kind of resentments anymore. Because like you had said, I don't know um, exactly what I am or what's going on even here. You know, I don't know a lot of things like I used to think I know, knew. And so like, I know that sounds crazy probably, but when I think about um, what I'm not, you know, that's where it's like, and then I realized that about the seeming other people, they're not what I used to think they were. Yeah. They're not doing the things that they used to, that I used to think, oh, this is happening. They're doing this to me. So he was just kind of like, um, well, you know, you're, I don't think you'll be able to help another alcoholic. Um, because you don't, if you don't see that you have resentments, then that's maybe a problem. And I think maybe he didn't understand where I was coming from, which is just part of this. I mean, hey, I don't know. It's just what he was saying, but I just wasn't sure how to approach that. So I said, well, that's fine. I'll, you know, I'll come up with some things that kind of bug me about people. Would that be um, acceptable? And he just, 
I don't know. I don't think he, I think he thought I was trying to get out of something. And it's like, I don't get, I don't think that he really, and, and he can't help it, whatever. I, I mean, it's just what, what is going on in his mind. Um, and he's identifying with that and he does help a lot of people. So I don't know. I think that's what I was going to say, but yeah. um, your take on it, maybe. Well, I don't, I think, uh, I don't think we're the arbiter of what helps other people. Right. Oh, true. Yeah. Truth. Uh, yeah. One thing you, I like the, I, you know, the attitude of, I don't know about how we're going to be used. I like the idea of it talks about we grew into a lot of shit and therefore we're going to outgrow it. And uh, I think uh, what populates our life with resentment is a view, a point of view. Yes. And if that point of view changes, then the population of the resentments are going to go down precipitously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I feel, uh, it's going to be very difficult to outgrow my resentments, but resentments are easily outgrown. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes. It's just whatever. I, uh, right. you know, we do what we do. Uh, AA is a pretty open, uh, huge umbrella. And uh, yeah. So yeah. I think, it, I yeah. think AA can withstand uh, other points of view. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't see their effect. AA. I don't. No. No. So, but uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that's all. Yeah. Okay, I was just gonna say, like, the quality of the thoughts. There's thoughts are still there, but the quality of the thoughts seems to have changed. You know, so I don't have those same viewpoints that are just stuck there. They aren't. They're just maybe a, a passing thought of a viewpoint of something, but it's not like held on to. It's not like I could hold on to it, you know? Well, that okay. sounds great. I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just much, like you say, traveling lighter. I've only listened to you um, for a couple months here and there, but um, something, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It just kind of grabbed me and it resonated with me to where I was like, wow, I feel like I've already known this before, but... It's just drawn me in to where um, I don't know. I really, I really enjoy your talks. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. It's, that's yeah. uh, a great <laughs> testimonial. Seriously, this yeah. is why. If one person, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. I'm compelled yeah. to share uh, my yeah. idea of. Uh, following to see if it's working or not out of my jurisdiction yes i do believe that people have a right to hear about new ideas for sure and i'm happy that i finally heard about it and instead of leaving the community i would bring it back and uh <clears throat> share it here and see what happens yeah yes yes thank you yeah i mean and it's you can see a lot of times I believe the big book was a download, yes? So a lot of people were getting a lot of information and they were gonna be used to 
to finally that there would be a solution readily able to be grasped, put out in a very clear manner. And sometimes Bill W. says, you are the problem. Uh, you manufacture your own misery. And at other times he says, self is what has defeated us. So he had as just as little knowledge as we do in a sense, yeah? So he, he was, shit was coming through him. But see, I don't agree that we manufacture the misery. I don't. I believe we, we are like a factory that can manufacture a lot of things. And what things are going to be manufactured are based on who's running the factory. Is it the higher power or the self? Yeah. So basically, I don't believe that we manufacture misery. I don't believe uh, you have to have it to give it away. I believe if you are willing to give it away, you have it. Yeah, that's the way it goes. So, but who cares? It's just, uh, this is, this been, this is open for it to see things in different lights. It's not like you're uh, putting something under a rock. You're just bringing other shit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I would, I ran in, you know, I used to do these workshops and a lot of people would come different groups like Zen people. And a lot of people got very mad at me in a lot of ways. And so these other people, they were like a cult in AA and around San Francisco called the pod people. And they had this thing where they wrote like the 12 steps, like every day. And they'd walk around with a book, writing down the whole day. And they would thought they would confront me after these meetings and they go, why aren't you telling people that, and I said, I want to outgrow fear. I don't want to be a master of it. <laughs> I want to outgrow fear. I don't want to be walking around writing about something all day. Yeah. <laughs> so fine. They have that goal. I had another goal. It's not like one's got to go for the other to stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's that simple. I never, I'm not running into the meetings telling them to shut up. <laughs> I don't care. Do I agree with their view? No, I don't in a lot of ways, but who cares? I mean, I, I can feel the loving presence that's expressing itself in our group conscience. Yeah. So we're all assholes individually, but we produce a sweet bouquet together. Yeah. So that's how I see it. Yeah. So if this helps far out, that's the point. I do not believe the manifestations of self are yours. I just don't believe it. <laughs> just, you know, I can see that you may believe it, and that's fine, but I don't. You know? Yeah. And I feel my feeling when I was out there, it was like something possessed me and used me for transportation. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And where I ended up, you weren't going to tell me, you'll never convince me that I chose to go there. I didn't. I just ended up there. Because there was a lot of decisions being made based on self, not by me, based by, on self. And these put me in, into situations I felt I didn't deserve. Yeah. And the cycle continued. And then one day, my eyes were open. Yeah. And they've never closed concerning this idea. Yeah. And it's seemingly has had a huge role in traveling lighter here and not taking self so seriously. I can actually live rule 62 because of the loss of interest in self. Yeah. 
So come here if you like. Don't come here if you like. It's all right. Yeah. Just here it is. A piece of cod. I can only, you know, you can cook it. You can throw it away. I don't care. It's just, but I feel like, hey, there's a, there's a piece of cod. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyone else, Nina? We got one more. We got one more. Steve. One more. <laughs> Can't hear you, Steve, we can't hear you. Thank you. I've run into a, a weird situation, um, like two contradictory things going on. And uh, so basically I wanna do the steps the way you talked, the four step the way you talked about. Uh, in my program, it's really hard to find a sponsor. Uh, one guy stepped up to work with me and <sighs> In our program, they provided a workbook, like 10, 15 questions on step one, 10 questions on step two. You know, the long drawn out non-ADD version where you drill into useless shit. And, uh, and it seems like that's a conflict between just doing this the obvious way you point out. And I just wanted to wonder if you had any input on that. Well, I think there'll be a lot of value if you do it the other way too, if you want. But it's, one doesn't mean not doing the other. You can do it the both ways. So if you're a part of that community and uh -huh. you actually may be helping that guy who's directing you, you know? Okay. Yeah, so, and maybe you can cut it down. Doesn't have to be 20, 10, whatever. And then yeah. at the same time, do another inventory and someone here you meet at this Zoom would be more than happy probably to listen to it. Okay just a short version and then just see uh the weight that occurs yeah because i it's much it, there's a lot of weight uh distributed with my so my <laughs> resentments are usually going to weigh a lot more than a resentment and then you'll just see you know it's just uh yeah i think i need to put in the header of my documents is remember it's not my it's uh yes yeah. yes yeah and so you know, we're in Rome, you do as the Romans do, but uh -huh. that doesn't mean you're a Roman. Yeah. So you don't have to, you're not going to lose any sense of anything. You could do it that way. Uh, even in AA, if you want to do a more thorough inventory, there's, it's presented in the 12 by 12, where they ask a lot more questions based on observing or going over your life. Yeah. A lot of people have stayed quite sober without doing that. Other people felt a need or a desire to see if more would be revealed. So they did it. It's mm -hmm. not, it doesn't negate the other. It's just yeah. possibilities. Yeah. I've, I've done a long one like four times in my program. It's just tiresome. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, what do you think it is for the person who has to hear it? Wow. No. There's the one that's like. <laughs> Used to trim the fat off when these people thought they were going to be 12 hours you're not going to be here for 12 hours i did one that was eight um yeah and yeah uh, i'm not like, into that no it's, no no i think it'll be really quick just yeah let's zip, speed it up and uh yeah zip zap zoom yes yeah yeah i mean so. going over every one night stand you ever had you can just catch the whole pattern by saying one night stands because they were all basically the same pattern different people yeah so you don't have yes. to go through every fucking particular because uh -huh. you want to see the patterns of how you've been defeated 
yeah because you by recognizing it because you can't see self there isn't one you get to see self by the manifestations so you look at the patterns like a simple pattern was this i learned quickly uh whatever self takes to be important it's going to be surrounded by its manifestations. So basically, how other people saw me and how I saw me was very important. So I was very touchy in that area. Yeah, so that was a pretty good principle to see, yeah? I would see, all right, whatever, wherever there's a lot of resentments, there's a lot of self. Where there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of self. Who would have thunk, you know? The one that's manifesting it will be there. <laughs> yeah. And then like when I did the sexual inventory, I realized my acting out sexually had nothing to do with sex. It had to do with self-esteem. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. It was about if a pretty woman in my little uh, permission book, if a pretty woman let me go horizontal with her, that gave me a sense of okayness for a few days. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, once I saw she had a beauty mark on her left cheek, she was disqualified. So I'd have to go back out again. So basically, my drive for sex was a drive for self-esteem. I didn't know that, but I, then I did. Yeah. And so this is how the patterns have a lot of value. You can get lost in the particulars. It's like, but you know, you miss the forest by seeing, looking at the trees. The particulars have value, but too much particular, you lose the pattern. The pattern is the key. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is to recognize the pattern of how self has defeated you, and then you'll recognize the importance of the topics of your life that self takes to be important, like. When we used to, when we came in here to AA, they said you got to be willing to say, save your ass instead of your face. But I thought my face was my ass. It was. I was living, you know, thinking I was a cool drug addict and shit. Yeah. So I would do anything to save my face at the expense of my ass. Wow. I had no idea that was going on. I thought my face was my ass. So that got, I got an anatomical study and things like this. This is how revealing shit is. We're just ready for revelation. We really are. We have so much evidence of the problem. It's time for that evidence to trigger a revelation, not the same old fucking story. Yeah. It's really, it's, you don't have to go out and buy an, uh, a thing of wood. You've got tons of wood on the fire. You just need the right light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, and once you see what has defeated you, you'll see it when it's trying to defeat you and you bring that to step six and seven. Yeah. Okay. That's the program. Program that gives you the eyes and then you, those eyes are based on, hey, uh, I'm outmatched. So once this stuff is appearing, you'll go, hey, I'm entirely ready for this to be reconfigured. And I asked that power that got me sober to reconfigure it. Yeah, there you go, six and seven. Now, if you're proficient at six and seven, you don't get to eight or nine after you do your big eight or nine. Yeah, you rarely get there because you've, you've dumped it at six and seven. If something gets through and causes an acting out, now you have eight and nine, yeah? 
And then you got 10, 11, 12 to keep maintaining, not really, it's maintaining a mental condition so that the spiritual condition can be obvious, really. <laughs> I don't think you maintain a spiritual condition. Spirit maintains itself because mm -hmm. it's being something. Yeah. We're not being something. We're doing something, thinking something. Yeah. So this is sort of like we're, we're maintaining a mental condition, which is based on having a sanity that used that, that precedes the first drink, which doesn't end up leading to the second drink because you don't have the first. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a state of not starting abstinence, not starting, whatever you want mm -hmm. to call it. And now that's your new world. Yeah. And as it says, and we agnostics, if all this shit, all this shit, if we weren't drinking would be academic, there'll be no point to it. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, humbly, a very high level of getting the message is for a lot of it not to mean that much anymore because you're not starting ever. Yeah. So when we go into a description of more about alcoholism, I don't really want to hear more about alcoholism. I want to hear more about recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard enough about alcoholism. Yeah. I've last been, I, year, I, fucking I, lifetime. Yeah. I walked in the doors in 92. So. Yeah. So I've, I've heard it all about everything. You know, I would like to have less about alcoholism, more about recovery. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there you go. I'm Thank happy you, sir. To and, uh, yeah. I appreciate your answer. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, welcome. All right. Anyone else, Nina? I think that's it for today. All right. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone. And, uh, Hey, if it's working, let it work. Yes. What's, you know what I mean? If you like coming here, great. <laughs> if you're confused, that's a very good condition because what's being confused is not you. It's what you're calling you. And we want to confuse that fucker. We do. That fucker has been too used to juggling the two balls. We want to throw another ball in there so you can really see its value. Yeah. So, all right, thanks. So I'm going to say goodbye. Nice to see you, Steve, in San Diego. Kathleen, there she is. Happy. Nina, as always. Thank you, Nina. Great job. Martin, nice to see you again here. Sally, as always. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I can't see the whole name. Oh, it's Natalie. Natalie, nice to see you, Natalie. Thank you. Jimmy, thanks a lot. Kana, Marty, we got Mark R. Nice to see Mark. Joseph in France, as always. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. You're on. There he is. Al, Vegas. Mia, somewhere. Jeff Penfield, Southern Cal. Walter. Netherlands. Nice to see you, Walter. Roman, hey, it's going to be September, I think, 15th to the 23rd, Sicily, the retreat. So cool. Noted. Thank you. We're gonna, you know, pretty much sure about the dates and that we're going to, yeah. Warren, nice to see you, Warren. Keep on smiling, bro. That's always good. 
We got Stephen K. Is this Stephen K, the Stephen K I know? The Stephen K I know and I yeah. once loved. Hey, Stephen, <laughs> how are you? Good. Good to see you, Paul. Oh, Great Stephen. Oh, very nice. It makes my day, Stephen. Nice to see you. Thank you, bro. All's, way <laughs> all's, all's well down there? Yeah, a lot of snow, but we're doing okay. A lot of snow in L.A. Ah, I like to see them have like uh, chains on uh, on the ten <laughs> from your lips. Yeah. Uh, hey, say hello to my man Kyle for me. I will. I will for sure, Paul. Thank you. Thanks so much for the uh, for the pleasure of you dropping. Come back, man. For sure. All right. See you, Stephen. Crispy. Steven is a friend of ours from L.A., incredible improvisational uh, comedian and a lot of other things. Yeah. I wouldn't trust him with anything, but that, that's besides the point. <laughs> that's the improv part. <laughs> improv. April, nice to see you. Nice to see you, April. Yeah. Uh, we got Hallie. Allie, yes, I got it again. Nice to see you, Allie. Miranda, all's well. Allie, both have struck out on a new uh, a new dimension. Yeah. Kelly, nice to see you, Kelly. Warren, Amy in Seattle, a pleasure. Uh, we've got, let's see, Oliver in Berlin, Gil. Uh, there's uh, all right. Well, if I missed you, I apologize. Thank you so much for uh, holding the space and uh, I'll see you guys soon. We'll be here. You know, it's all on Zen bitch slap event, all the uh, zooms, no passwords necessary. We have a live meeting on Saturday. We'll be at this house and, but we'll do a zoom at one o'clock what uh, Western time as we always do. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Bye, Paul.